Have you ever found your identity in the wrong things? Do you feel like the gap is too wide between where you are now and where you want to be? Well, today's conversation is going to remind you of how much God values you and how sometimes the journey towards your breakthrough could be as easy as a simple prayer. So get ready and lean in because this conversation is going to help you get your fight back and reflect the light of Jesus wherever you go. Everyone, welcome to So Good Sisterhood. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood is a podcast that is all about investing in every girl from every generation. It's this opportunity to have relevant conversations every single month about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And hopefully, it will leave you saying, that was so good. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood podcast. I'm your host, Carissa Robinson, filling in for Pastor Julie. And I want to thank you for joining us today for season six of the podcast. You know, this season is all about reflecting Christ in everything we do. And today I have two ladies to help us unpack last week's episode, which was Pastor Julie's amazing message from Amazing. (laughs) It's available exclusively right here on the So Good Podcast. It's actually not available anywhere else. So today we have one of our young adult leaders, Amanda Gonzalez, leading the way over at our Royal Palm Campus. And we've got Pastor Lisa Duvall. So good to be here. Good to have you guys. Pastor Lisa serves as our staff pastor, but of course has been a part of the Sisterhood team for a long time. And you're on many of our episodes. So glad to have you both here. Love it. It's going to be a great conversation. Well, hey, Pastor Julie spoke on an incredible message at Amazing about how God values you and he crowns you with honor and glory. And this message really felt like a coronation ceremony for every woman and girl in the room. I would love to just start with what stood out to you most from the message. Pastor Lisa. Yeah, I was overwhelmed when I was sitting there. You could see to the to the right or the left, wherever you're sitting, these little sisters that were hearing this message that was just so powerful, and then everyone in the room. But I feel like it was a message that spoke hope and direction and value and worth over everyone's life, no matter what season of life they are in. And so I know that we're going to see fruit from this for years to come. And the truth is we may not see in our lifetime generations that are shifted and legacies Mm -hmm. that are shifted because it it called up something in us to be and move in a direction to reflect the life of Christ and what yeah. he how he sees us. But I would say the one challenge that I thought she gave that was just so timely that I just loved and it kind of just sat there and it was really cool. But she talked about when you um, us honoring God, when, how, how we honor our body. Hmm. And that could translate to different people in the room to different things. But I just think when I think of our culture as I'm raising a teenage girl, and the culture that is all about our influence of our beauty, which we yeah. all are beautiful, but our beauty does fade or at least changes and looks a little mm-hmm. bit different. Love it. But if it's if our value is staked in our beauty and all the selfies we can pose mm-hmm. and all the things we can, all the outfits we can wear and the outfit halls we're having, if that's where our beauty comes from, yeah. it's really it's just so shallow. So I thought Pastor Julie really challenged that, which is brings us back to who are we in Christ? How do we live that out? How do all the value we have that's outside of that. And then, of course, again, it's probably because I'm raising a teenage girl, but, you know, what we're branded with, the the brand of shoes we wear, I feel like we have a little bit of shoe shame culture going on here. So if you're not (laughs) got the right shoes, 
He ain't got the right. <laughs> the, he ain't got the right to fit. And I'm like, is my fit eight or what? You know, all the all the language and all of that. <laughs> so, but if it isn't that, and that's cool. It's fun to think about fashion. I love that. But again, if that's where our influence comes from, if that's our focus, yep. are we really focused on reflecting Christ? Mm. And so those were just two messages that hit my heart as Pastor Julie was talking. And of course, I had a couple of things just personal in my heart. Then when she spoke in that coronation and the challenge of honoring our body, I thought about, but I loved it. I thought it was a very powerful message. There's so much rich stuff that everyone in the room could have walked out with something different, just piercing their heart. Yeah. And I loved at the beginning, she started with this quote that I had to write down. I attended it a couple of times and I wrote it down each time. I was like, that was so good. And I was like, oh, wait, I already had this here. <laughs> but it must have really stuck. And she said, it's time to get your fight back. Yeah. It's time to fight for the crown of victory that Jesus has for you. And I thought that this is so significant because there are a lot of things that many of us can walk through that can just kind of take your breath away, mm-hmm. not in a good way. Mm-hmm. And you can become very exhausted because of all of the different things you've had to overcome. And it can often kind of deflate you from your passions from your dreaming, from, from enjoying life as, as it happens. And it, it, it becomes less of an adventure that's thrilling to something that becomes like a dread that you're kind of like, another day, I got to get out of bed. And so I thought this was such an impartation of the Holy Spirit, like a promise that was saying like, it's not just time for you to get up and get that fight back, but it was almost like he was promising, I'm going to put the fight back in you. Mm. The thing that the enemy tried to steal through this circumstance or this, this a situation, I'm going to restore And so it felt like a a promise in that moment. And then she also said there's territory connected to your identity. And I think that's such a beautiful imagery, but it's also an even better truth that when you know who you are, you actually have jurisdiction Mm -hmm. in the the natural realm to to take territory that's already belongs to Jesus. But now you're an ambassador that says we're going to take that back. And so when I think about students sitting in that room that realize that when you know who you are, you reenter school and there's territory. You don't have to ask to get it back. You've already been given permission. That belongs to my father. So you get to go in with a different level of confidence in your schools and in your homes and in your friendships and in your workplaces, knowing that knowing who you are actually gives you the keys to take territories that otherwise you would be hiding out, just trying Mm -hmm. to survive. But you've been put on mission to actually reclaim territory that belongs to Jesus. Come on. So that was so good. It was so good. So good. It comes with territory. And she, she was... She just brought so much challenge yeah. and encouragement all the same time. Oh, yeah. She's so gifted in that way. One of the one of the quotes she said that really stuck with me was if God honors you, how much more are we to honor each other? And I think, you know, we know this, but like that's that that's convicting for me. It's challenging for me because I I love everyone. I love, you know, but do I intentionally go out of my way to honor each other? And Pastor Julie really leads the way in this mm-hmm. because then she proceeded to honor every girl in the room, the little sister, mm-hmm. the the seasoned sister. She called them the vintage sister, you know, and every girl in between. And I just think every girl, every person is honorable mm-hmm. and it's our responsibility. It's our challenge to, to, to honor each other. I think I that was it. so beautifully said. Well, she said so many great things, but she also talked about how God put all things under our authority and our dominion, that he created us in his image more beautiful and brilliant than any star in the sky, and that he crowns us as royal heirs. It's amazing to think that God honors us this much. And I would just love to know, has there ever been a time in your life where you struggled to see yourself how God sees you? Like, what what helped you to begin to see yourself as a crowned 
mm. air. Yeah. I love how you worded that. Like what helped you to begin? Yeah. And the thing that I drew as encouraging just from the top is that it's a journey. And so one of the things that I felt like Pastor Julie's message gave me permission to believe was that I'm allowed to be on a journey of kind of rehearsing and retelling the, sto- mm. the true story about myself. And so as often as it's necessary, apply <laughs> abundantly the truth of God's word over you. And so from that, I've noticed that there different seasons have required different solutions. And so in some seasons, God has used the partnership of Christian counseling, yeah. people that have professionally come alongside of me to speak the truth about who I am. And then in other times, and even continuously, he's used different godly sisters in my life that because they know the Lord, they know me. Even if I'm still kind of coming to terms with what's true about me, they can still echo what God says is true about them and true about me. And then in in the current season that I'm in, I find myself shifting from just receiving the commitment others have for me to heal and grow and, and flourish but taking that and taking ownership and responsibility for myself. So that's become more like a, I've taken a commitment Mm -hmm. to wholeness for myself. And that's kind of connected to wanting to get my fight back. That's what I've noticed. The Holy Spirit watering is is a hunger and desire for the things of God. And so I would say that the truth of being crowned with, with glory and honor is an ongoing daily practice that wasn't in my life before and now is, and that in itself is a victory. Yeah. I love it. You know, I remember the first time I had a revelation that I didn't understand my value. I didn't understand that there was a crown for me. And it was a realization so much so that I was actually acting out of lack of value. I was actually behaving in a way that didn't show myself value or it didn't demonstrate I had worth that was greater than the behavior that I was doing. Mm. And so it was in my heart, I could see the trajectory of my life, where it was headed. And I had a simple prayer. I just said, God, help me to be different. Mm. I want to be like you. I want to reflect you. And it was in that, in that my world shifted. Like I was so entrenched in relationships and behaviors that it would only be God Mm. who could actually shift me. But it was just the baby prayer. And I love it because it just reminds me even today, because as you said, it is a journey, is that even just the slightest obedience, the slightest lean in, the awareness, the Holy Spirit drops in our spirit to go, I have more for you, Lisa. You need to see yourself in a different light than the way you see yourself right now. And it never changes that I know even in that slight obedience simple prayer. God, help me to be different. Help me to see myself different. And I, I believe like he sent a army of angels down on me and he was like, we're going to go this way. It's almost like when you put the bumper lanes up in bowling, I ain't nowhere to go. But the <laughs> one direction to hit a strike and he just set me up just to go, I'm going to give you friends. I'm going to mm-hmm. give you people to surround you that's going to make you get rid of the world's way mm-hmm. and desire me more. And so, yeah, simple prayer. God works with anything. Yeah. I love that. It was a simple prayer you prayed. Yeah. yeah, but also the the inverse is true. There's there are prayers that people prayed for me mm. that helped change me that I didn't even know how to pray. God help me. God change me. God make me more like you. I didn't even know those words to pray when I was young and early on in my faith. And you know, the older seasoned women in my life saw me that I needed some some redirection and mm. some change. But and they prayed for me and they spoke. God's honor and glory mm-hmm. over me. And I truly believe that that was a huge part of, of me changing and to be more 
like the reflection of Christ. I love how God works both ways. Isn't it cool, though, that you know that we actually have the power to do that to yeah. other people? Yeah. Like someone did that and spoke that yeah. over you. I love that mm-hmm. we have the the power in our language mm-hmm. and in the spirit to speak over to someone to pull them out of a place yep. mm-hmm. that shifts them into the other place. It is so cool. That's mm-hmm. Thank you, whoever did that yeah. to you. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. The authority and dominion God gives us. It's yeah. really, it's yeah. really amazing. If you want to connect with some friends and dig deeper into the content from the podcast today, we've created a resource just for you. It's called Show Notes Plus. And Show Notes Plus gives you access to the notes from today's episode, discussion questions, key scripture verses, and links to additional resources, and even some devotionals. So make sure you click the link in our show notes so you don't miss out on the chance to dive deeper. Well, she also talked about how the Holy Spirit of God lives within us, and she challenged us to stand tall and to carry His presence into the world and to honor the one who honors us. It also made me think about how we have such a responsibility to the next generation to model Mm -hmm. this really well for them. And so who in your life has inspired you to reflect Christ well? I would have to say my, my parents, for starters. There's so many different people that have reflected Jesus to me throughout my years. I had somebody who was in college who was serving in my student ministry when I was in students and she reflected Jesus. And I ended up attending that same college just because of her influence and going on to discover a call to ministry for myself. So there were young leaders that had positioned themselves in proximity to me. And that alone gave me a picture of what could be in my life to come. And My parents have also, from an early age, reflected Jesus and just the way that they raised us. And something they've often told us is that, like, when you when you follow Jesus and you learn to obey Jesus, you get to know Jesus. And so sometimes when you think about following him, you assume you're supposed to already know him and kind of know what's coming. But it's through obedience that you get to know the character and nature and temperament and love and flow of following Jesus that that pours into itself. And so as you're following and as you're obeying, you start to actually reflect Jesus in a way that other people can almost see it before you do. You get so lost in this dance with the Holy Spirit and you feel like you're just doing the, the hard work all the time and you kind of don't know if you're making any headway. But the reflection of Jesus becomes so evident for people walking in darkness and even people just desiring encouragement. And it starts to just overflow out of your life, out of this intimate space that you, you just start to unpack, I guess, with the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. And so there's been a lot of different people in my life, but I could go on. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, I think there are those of us in our lives that our parents haven't been able to model that for us. And there's been seasons that that has come and gone for me. But what I do know, and this is what sisterhood is all about, is that we have an, we have sisters, we have aunts, mm-hmm. we have yeah. grandmas and mm-hmm. spiritual moms in our lives that can speak over us in ways. And you've mentioned that, Amanda. I mean, that love that we could list. Yeah. All day, different people have inspired us, people that maybe not even know that they did. Yeah. I I have lots of women also, but I have a particular person right now. She's about 20 years old, and I've actually sought her out. She inspired me in a way that she's graced with a life that's not a lot of fanfare, but she's been consistent. She has kids that are older than mine. She's been She's a seasoned woman of the Lord. Someone that I look at and go, if I, she reflects Christ so much, I would love to have a personal interrogation <laughs> of her of like, how do you do this? How do you do this? And so I, I did. I, over a year ago, I said, I would like to have a regular meet with you and I will give you questions ahead of time. 
But I want to figure out how you're living your life to be so beautiful and reflect Christ and all the pivots and changes you've had. And it's been so encouraging to me of just steady faithfulness. No one really knows her, but she's just, she's a seasoned woman of the Lord. But I would say, which is awesome because I'm sitting here with two fantastic young leaders that I have been inspired by so many of our young sisters leading And I have a particular young lady that she doesn't know how much she's influenced me by the way she's handling herself. Mm -hmm. And so it is, I don't think it's always someone older, although I think, you know, we have all these people in our lives, but I'm blessed to be a part of a church that has a lot of young leaders that also inspire me to get my fight back and push through and just just inspire me to reignite the passion that I had when I was 25 for ministry and my passion at 35 that I had. And so it's beautiful. I love the church. So beautiful. I love it. Well, we've been reminding ourselves every episode of Psalm 119, 105 that says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. So what is one verse that God has used in your life to light up your path? I have, I don't know if you guys do this, but every year I get my, I get a word and I'm just kind of laying and setting in the scripture in Philippians that says, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish what God has put for me, this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all the past and fasten my heart to the future instead. And I love that kind of like, I I have one goal and it's Jesus, because if I get tangled up in what what my work, what my fruit, what my what my investment is, if it, if it is and if it is, what's going on around me, how do I feel about myself? Yeah. If that's my focus, if anything other than Jesus, this one thing, mm-hmm. this one compelling thing, I'm going to forget that and maybe even current circumstances that can get me tangled up and not being focused. So some, in, you know, Pastor Julie talks about declarations every morning. This is my declaration. Mm-hmm. I am focused on one thing. Yeah. And if anything is derailing me from that one focus, it's got to go. <laughs> it's just got to go in Jesus name. And I have out loud said in Jesus name, wow. you've got to go. Because I'm going to, I'm going to stay on track. And so I love God's word. Mm-hmm. It is so rich and it does provide guidance and it helps my mind because my mind gets the best of me sometimes, most of the time. Mm-hmm. But I, I can tell my mind what to do mm-hmm. and I, yeah. and it will submit wow. yeah. to the authority of God's word. Love that. And I can make it in Jesus name. And so at that, and we know at Jesus name, all negative thinking, all things that aren't what God says about us have to go. Yeah. At the at the mention of his name. So I love that. Beautiful. Yeah, that just fired me up. I'm like, <laughs> keep going, share more verses. For me, I've had a couple that I've been living in, but the one that came to my heart for today was Psalm 23, which might sound familiar, but the more you read it, sometimes in different seasons, Come Holy on. Spirit will highlight stuff as if it, you read it for the first time. And so I'll read a few verses. So I'm cheating a little bit. I'm reading like three verses, but it's all one chapter. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. And I add, therefore, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. This is the verse that kind of gripped me a little bit differently. It says, he guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Now, I've read that in the past and kind of skimmed over that one because the other ones are really cool because he guides you to a quiet place. He leads you beside still waters. But it says he guides me along the right paths for his namesake. And what I was discovering is that the right path isn't always the easy path. Mm-hmm. And that gave me a lot of hope to realize that God's not far off just because I might experience struggle 
He's not far away just because I might be facing challenges. And the, the verse that comes right after it says, is even though I walk through the darkest valley. So he says that he guides me along the right path doesn't necessarily mean the easy path. And then he goes on to say, even though I walk through the darkest valley, yeah. I won't be afraid because you're with me. And so this has really been a, a re-gifting of the presence of God mm -hmm. in the season of my life that no matter what I might be facing, look for the gift. Where is his presence? And it's in his presence that I find things like rest. I find green pastures and different conversations and people and relationships. I find quiet waters for my soul to be refreshed all by keeping track of his presence in all circumstances. And so this verse has just been really motivating me to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus in a way that kind of felt a little bit more unique than I'm used to, that his presence goes with me, but it's also in me, and he helps me to recognize it in unlikely circumstances like valleys. Come on, that's yeah, a word for, for someone. I, I know that yeah. somebody listening is going, wow, that's a fresh take on yep. Psalm 23 and a challenging reminder. And I feel like that has been kind of a word weed through this, this season, mm. that the hard thing isn't always the bad yeah. thing, yeah. right? And Wow, so powerful. Well, this has been a really sweet conversation, ladies. Thank you for just the wisdom and the encouragement. This has been a great episode, and thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the episodes we've got coming your way. We've got some amazing lineups for season six. So we'll catch you next week on the So Good Sisters podcast. We're so glad you joined us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. For additional resources and show notes from today's episode, check out our website, SoGoodSisterhood.com. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He's always doing a new thing. What step are you going to take today so you don't miss out on it? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend or just leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good. Oh,